Good evening, everybody, and welcome one and all. It's nine o'clock here in the UK, so that's the standard time for the show, as always. Season three, episode 14, 144 in total. Um, and as you can see tonight, you have the lovely pleasure of having myself and my good friend, Lorne. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, getting, getting used to these... Uh quiet shows between you and me after the, yeah. this is what the second week in a row no, no, we were no. meant to have Mike but um, things have gone a little awry tonight so um, he's had to bail at the last second Paul's out on the lash, he's just sent a photo of him sitting drinking <laughs> cocktails of absinthe and so God knows what he's going to feel like tomorrow morning no. um, as long as he ubers that's the main thing you know get home yeah definitely yeah i think if anybody who tuned in last week realized um mike was on baby watching as he, he was um messaging us all throughout the day um he was predicting a friday baby and so happened at four o'clock friday morning wasn't it? we all got a message off off mike saying little baby had arrived into yeah. the world safely so yeah he's now on that on that duty and yeah, I think Rich as well. Yeah, Rich's little ones have hit a, hit a milestone as well. So it's all go 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 on the on the daddy side, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Me, me, I'm just about to start teaching my son to drive as well. So that's <laughs> that's how bad it is for me. So yes, I, I, I'm I'm on the I'm on the same as you. Mine's just gone eighteen, and so now it's beer time and and pick me up from from the pub time. So yeah, I'm getting the, <laughs> getting the other side of it. But yeah. Um, so yes, I think it's going to be yeah a bit of a bit of a mishmash thing. Mike, give us some some stuff to go with. But yeah, so anybody who's tuned in tonight, be sure to drop in the comments, get involved as always, and we'll um, yeah we'll see where this takes us. So I think we'll go through first as always. I'm going to find the banner because it is there somewhere. There it is. So quite a few bits and pieces to get through. Um, obviously, sadly, it's bye week for us. So we, um, in terms of any Cowboys action on the field, but get anybody um, who's had a few nicks and bangs and get them back up to speed. So Dak is on track for, after he left the stadium last week in a, in a boot, which wasn't um, a happy sight for anybody. I don't think the last thing we want is Dak on um, on any kind of injury watch. But yeah, from the looks of things, it's going to be um, it's going to be okay for for the Vikings game next week. Um, I think I think the bye weeks come at a really good time. Obviously, with this, mm. um, you know, I think at the start of the season we were probably complaining that the the bye week was so early, but. Um, you know, with what's happened in the last game, I think, you know, it's a fortuitous time. Mm. Um, one of the things I've heard is that because it's this, it's the same leg that um, obviously he injured last year, but that's actually given them a hope because if, you know, if he had a problem with the other leg, then there's a concern that he's maybe been putting too much pressure on it Um you know, compensating for the injury mm. last year. So the fact that it's the same foot that he's injured on um, suggests that, you know, it's nothing 
it's it is just a freak accident that's happened. It's nothing that's come as a result of his uh, routine or playing, um, you know, and overcompensating for last year's injury. So, mm. no, definitely. Like I say, like, oh, yeah, it, it wasn't good to see on it, but fingers crossed. Like I say, it's just just a precaution, and we've got no to worry about. Um, Kennedy is in. Uh, put my teeth in concussion protocol. Um, that's another one. That's another one of the, the divisive players isn't it, that we that we don't want to see out. He's he's done well. He's stepped in and he's. I say we. The stage of the season we're getting at to now, yeah, nicks and bangs are going to happen. But when there's players like this that are making big plays, plus when you want to see you see them out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, again, we've. <laughs> We've got players that are coming back already activated the 21-day practice window for uh, Joseph and what have you. So if Kennedy does have to sit for a while, obviously you got Joseph, you could put, could swap them about on the IR. Um, you know, we, we basically have to activate Joseph after three weeks. Otherwise, um, you know, he remains on IR for the rest of the mm. season. So... Um, it, again, it's maybe good timing. A, you've got the bye week that you can rest them up, um, and ho- hope he can be back. If not, you could always switch them around and you know sit sit Kennedy for three weeks. Give yeah. Joseph give Joseph a chance to get some reps. Yeah, because then say we had, that's the one Mike um, threw on the list there. So yeah, so we take a nice side step. So. Another another biggie for us who oh, seems going to be okay for the Vikings game. Tyron Smith, um, we know his 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 injury issues have been up and down the last few years, but like I say that still one of the top. You would probably say what three top five tackles in the game. Last thing you want is him out again and having a patched up line on that side anyway. Yep. Yep. Um... I mean, again, again, you wonder the, the the couple of penalties that he gave up in the um, New England game. You you got to wonder if that's obviously there was concerns about his neck and shoulder. Um, you know, the Cowboys said it was favourable. It's obviously didn't knock him out of the game at all. But um, you know, maybe it's something that will take a few weeks to mm. fully recover. Um, you know, and again, maybe. Obviously, the guy the guy that he was um, going up against was going in low a lot of the time. So you know, Tyron being six foot seven or whatever, you know, as soon as he gets his hands up, it's it's always going to be quite high on you anyway. Mm. Um, but just need to see. And you know, obviously, the ankle it it looked bad when I think it was Zeke or Pollard went over on it uh, and rolled up on it, but. Um, he went back into the locker room, got it retaped up, and he was back out. So he'd only missed two or three snaps. Yeah. And you got to say the two or three snaps that uh, Ty and Zeki was in on, you know, he actually looked quite serviceable. Now that we've got Lyle Collins coming back, you're going to have uh, Terrence Steele potentially should be uh, your swing tackle again. Although, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people clamoring that do, do you go for the, the top five offensive linemen? And use them any way that you need to use them. No, definitely. And then um we'll stick on the offensive side of the ball. Michael Gallup, two to four weeks, it's been predicted to be back. Um these wideouts are 
firing all cylinders at the minute. So to to add what is always our natural wide receiver three back into that car is going to make it even more scary. And I didn't think it could be any more scarier than it already is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the fact that you even saw Malik Turner, who'd just been activated a couple of weeks ago off uh, injured reserve, um, you know, you saw him getting in the game and Dak, Dak even tried throwing a deep ball to him as well, which I don't think uh, think it just bounced harmlessly out of bounds or whatever. But, um, you know, the fact that he was getting in on the game plan as well, bringing back guys like Gallup, I mean, you know, all these guys that are coming off IR at the moment is going to give the front office and the coaching staff real concern about who mm. do they, what what roster moves do they make to to release players. But um, nice, it's definitely an interesting coming time. I think we we're going to touch a little bit a bit more on Gallup in a, in a bit as well. So the, I think the last bit of news that we've got Tank and Gallimore estimated to be back before Thanksgiving. Now with some of the um, the games that's coming up, that's probably the the one that worries you a little bit more. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, th- I think the sooner we get, I, I think obviously the the fact that we are in the position we're in where we're five and one going into the bye, um, I think you know that's given us a chance to give give Gallimore a chance to get back to full strength and not rushing back out onto the field. The dislocated elbow is quite bad in that, you know, if it, if it's not fully healed, it's something that can rupture again um, and perhaps necess- necessitate him spending longer out. Um, but if he can get back in, get the strength up, you know, particularly defensive, offensive and defensive line is somewhere that you actually need you know, a good level of strength. It's not just a, not just in your legs, but you need to be able to to push off and um, break away from any blocks that are going up against you. So, mm. um, you know, having Gallimore back um, at the right time. Uh, interesting. What we haven't seen is any talk of Tristan Hill yet. How he's doing? He's now we're now into week six, so he's now eligible that we could activate him off pup as well. He seems to be a forgotten man in some respects, but um, no idea how he's getting on. Hopefully, we hear something soon with that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so as we said, it's um, it's bye week, which is unfortunate for us. So we'll, bit, I think, a bit later on in, in the show, we'll um, we'll discuss what what it's like being a fan um, on bye week. What everyone's bye week plans are going to be, so be sure be sure to send us everything in that you'll get up to on bye week. Will you um, watch Red Zone? Will you watch any other games? A bit of family time, so yeah, get them in, and we'll we'll go through them all a bit later on. But yeah, I think that speaking of Michael Gallup, um, a few reports circulating at the minute that obviously trade deadline is fast approaching, and that he's going to he will be one of the likely candidates. Um, and one of the highly sought-after players that potentially could be on the market. Um, do you agree? Do you, would, you, would you would you let him go? Would, would you try and re-sign him? I well, I mean, we've we've obviously discussed this ad nauseum during the during the off season. I think I think to be honest, I mean, 
as we've discussed, that this offense is very much a pick your own poison. Why would you take away a potential weapon? And as um, Max Cowboys talk has come on here and said, you know, Cedric Wilson's good, but Gallup brings a dimension that Wilson just doesn't have. Um, you know, I would I would keep Gallup to be honest. This is this is a contract year for both Gallup and Wilson, so invariably we're probably going to lose one of them this year. Mm. Um, you're going to get a compensatory draft pick, um, probably as high as a third round draft pick. Yes, okay, you don't get that until next year, but um, unless there's somebody who's desperately looking for a, a wide receiver, and you can get them on a get them to part with a first round draft pick. Um, I, I would just stick with the roster we've got at the moment. Um, try and try and bring Gallup up somehow, and yeah. um, you, you know play, play it that way and deal with everything at the end of the season. When saying that, then though, would you um, would you then kind of cut ties with Gallup in terms of what he's probably going to command compared to Cedric Wilson? Um, I know we all discussed at the start of the year didn't we, that potentially Gallup on some teams could be even wide receiver one. Um, so he's going to command a, a fairly massive contract. And then when you look at some of the players on this roster that's going to need a contract upgrade over the next two, three years, is it is it worth tying ourselves up with another highly paid wide receiver when CeeDee Lamb eventually is going to, going to need a deal? Um can, can we really afford that? I I think if Cooper, if it all depends on how Amari Cooper plays this season. Obviously, at the moment, I think the stat is that every Cooper's caught every catchable ball that's been thrown to him. He's not he's not been credited with any drops. Um, if if for some reason Cooper tails off towards the end of this season, then you know potentially. There is there is an out on Cooper's contract that you could actually get out this year, and with some of that the money that you save, then potentially you know you could sign Gallup for a, a, a deal that's just below that, and then mm. go into next year with Gallup and um, CD Lamb as your as your uh, one and two wide receivers. Um, it, it, realistically, hopefully, the guys have been t- in front office. If they are looking to sign him this year and get him on a, a cap-friendly deal, then um, you know you should be you should be in discussions right now. But then we, we obviously we've parted ways with somebody this season that um, you know signed a cap-friendly deal a couple of years ago, and you know as soon as it invariably if they sign what's known as a cap-friendly deal you know, everything tails off a little bit. Um, and that certainly happened with um, the guy that's now playing, wearing number nine up in uh, Wisconsin at the moment. So, mm, it's, Contract year always scares me a little bit. And I, I think also Cowboys have been burnt a few times. Look at, um, probably you could probably say one of the bigger ones was, was Miles Austin those years ago. Um, absolutely balled out contract year. I think was it was it the Chiefs game that he exploded on to see what it was about 125 yard game he had, um, and then never really hit the heights after that. He, he had a 
fairly decent career with us, and it was just yeah. And, it, and then yeah. you look at it on the flip side that um, Anthony Hitchens, he, he was a good linebacker for us anyway, and we were just never going to be able to compete. So it, it, it scares me sometimes. Yep, yep. And I mean, obviously, um, you know, Hitchens has now got picked up a, a ring with Kansas City um, as a f- fairly big feature in their defense as well. So. Um, mm. You know, um, we'll obviously be seeing him in the future in the, in the next couple of weeks of this season when we go up to Kansas City. Aye, uh, definitely. So I think I'm putting in a nice little segue then. So we're going to split because obviously we've got no game this week. So there's been obviously there's no pre-game show. There's been no post-game so, show as such. So next week the guys are going to touch on on one side of the ball, but this week where. Going to walk through and have a chat about so, yeah. So, this bit, yeah, a little bit of fun. Like we say, everybody joining, um, give us your thoughts at home, what, what you would do. So, this week, um, to keep us tied over, and we're going to look at the offensive side and we're going to have a little bit of fun. So, we're going to kind of have a mini awards ceremony as we, um, we do bye week. This is going to be, um, this is going to be fun. So yeah, as you say, the guys are going to going to touch on the defense next on Tuesday. So be sure to tune in for for that bit and get your um, points across. So first one we do. Uh, to be fair, I think this is going to be a hands down all overall. Everyone's going to be the same. Who's your MVP so far this season? Oh, of the offense. I mean, obviously, I think you've got to say Dak. I mean, mm. you know, he was already going to be a comeback player of the year in a way. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets that um, at the NFL honours. Uh, you know, he's he's been in the QB rankings this week. He is the number one QB, according to NFL.com. Um, and he, yes, okay, he's, he's thrown a, three interceptions this season. Um, we've had the issues with the fumble on the goal line Hmm. Um, now you you could argue should we have should we have even been spent the QB sneak on the fourth down because we actually scored on third down when he when he was lying across the line and the ref pulls everybody off hmm. and he's he's lying there. I mean, it, obviously the the debate this week is can you put a microchip in the ball and have a laser going across the the goal line? Um, hey, again, that's something else that you got to. You got to load the pylon up with that uh, Zeke can then bang into as he's hitting the pylon. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, he was he was across the line there. That should have been a touchdown, and you know, we shouldn't have been talking about the fumble on fourth down. Um, you know, the, but I mean, you know, the, this game actually, if nothing else, it showed that you know, it just builds on his his resume that he he has the team believing that they can do it at any point in time mm-hmm. um and we're not we're not seeing complete collapses this year where we have in previous years so yeah i think the fact that having dan uh, having dak on the, uh, on um you know just cements him being the offensive MP, the team mvp this year i mm-hmm. think do you know, funny you should touch on that because I'm surprised um, that they, they don't have any kind of 
like we'll say goal line technology. Um, it seems to work pretty well over here um, in the Premier League, doesn't it? Um, for our, our American viewers, if they if they're not aware, kind of what the Premier League does has got sensors kind of in the goal in the goal area, and there's a sensor in the ball. So if the ball crosses the line, um, it kind of sends a signal to the rest watch and buzzes on his arm to let him know that the ball's crossed the line. So there's no need to kind of look at VAR that's used now, which is really, I say, to, to say that the NFL's uh, kind of p- pushes technology into into the new direction. I'm surprised they're a little bit behind on that one, to be honest. Well, I mean, the, the story is that Tech Schramm in 19, I think it was 1988, had actually advocated it there, mm. but then said that, you know, you don't want the game turning into a bit of, you know, Sky War. I think it was Sky Wars was the reference, not so, mm. so that he wasn't in, infringing copyrights. But, um, you know, obviously the technology has moved on sufficiently in the last 30 years that... Um, mm. Uh, it, it should be something you should be thinking about. Um, and I mean, this is what well, this is the second time this season that we've had it. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, there's some sort of motion that gets put to the competition committee next year by the mm. Cowboys. Obviously, we've got Stephen Jones on the co- competition committee, so it's maybe something he he'll, he'll raise. But I mean, we we've been done twice this season on uh, Dak actually being in the end zone. And the refs ruling that it wasn't a touchdown. So yeah, no, definitely. I think to, just to touch back on Dak, I've, yeah, Dak's definitely for me, and it just and like I said, DJ put on there his work work ethic as well. But also off the field, he's such a class act on it, and such a class act off it. Um, NFL UK touched on it on their Twitter page today that he um, he's been writing ask for help on his um, on his wrists. Um, yeah. Those battling with mental illness to to obviously let them know that their lives matter and, and that they're not alone and and that these players have such a a massive platform um, and things like this this do help and sadly people go through things like this and it, so the the awareness needs to be raised and some 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 players you just don't see kind of doing it and like I say that the the platform they have, it's such a, a massive thing. I mean, p- people shouldn't ever feel that they're alone and they've got someone there to talk to. So someone who's gone through a lot of things in his life, um, obviously doesn't want to see people um, suffer in kind of the ways that he does. So fair play to him. Like I say the league could do with a lot more class acts on the field and, and as well off on uh, off the field, I put my teeth back in. It's one of the nights tonight. <laughs> yeah, compl- completely agree. I mean, if you think that you know Dak's brother, obviously Dak even had a bit of depression last year during the COVID, the um, during the pandemic, where everybody was in lockdown and you know he wasn't able to see a lot of people um, other than his cl- close family, uh, close family that were around mm. and what have you. You know, he he actually said that you know he felt depression stepping in on him. You got Michael Gallup, whose whose brother committed suicide a couple of years back as well. So, you know, obviously it's hit the team um, in the last couple of years. It's something that should be raised awareness, and even something like that. Yes, you know, um, somebody watching the game and just seeing mm-hmm. that on his wrist. I mean, that's even if it's not being. A verbal discussion about it, something like that, is bringing awareness, and you know, hopefully, it gets people 
talking and thinking, right, well, you know, let's not take the ultimate step. Let's let's seek and get help first. So Yeah, I think sometimes a lot a lot of the, the sayings kind of say about it, don't it, that sometimes it's the little things that help. Um, like you say, it doesn't have to be this huge um I don't know, advert across the TV or something like that. And and I don't mean that in, in kind of dis- in a disrespectful way. Like I say it, but sometimes it just takes something like that, like someone who's into the NFL, um, who's going through a tough time, sees Dak Prescott doing that, and like you say, hopefully makes them think, Do you know what, yeah, um, I, I, I've got avenues I can go to. Um, and I know we, we, we advocate quite a bit as well that if anybody feels lonely, I mean, our inboxes are always open, Twitter, Facebook, anything, just, yeah, and it's... Everyone can do something to help you. Know I mean, it's it's not hard. Yeah. It's not hard, is it, to sit and have a have a conversation with someone if someone's feeling a bit down, or like you say, it's 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 not taking anything out of your day. It's it's just being a human, de- decent human being, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I think like I said, because they're looking for the comments that we put up here, and a good friend Valente said Dak NFL MVP as well, DJ Dog, all the same. Um, so we'll move on to, to one that could I don't know this could this one be the um, the kind of the one that throws up a few different comments so offensive lineman who's your, who's been your MVP lineman or, or your favourite one so far Ooh, um, I think obviously I think what we've seen from um, Zach Martin I think would be my would be my bet um obviously you've got Tyron Smith back and he's playing healthy that's been good but um how can, how can you also discredit steel i mean obviously the this talk now of um you know what what do you do now that Lyle Collins is back i mean i th- yes i think the cowboys have the the game plan has been to you know help him out in some respects so that he's not one-on-one but you look at um if you look at my twitter stream i retweeted something that was uh, brian baldinger showing off what Steele was doing against matt judon uh, in the new england patriots game and he was he was man manhandling somebody who you know was basically has six and a half sacks on the season so far mm-hmm. um you know was was a big part of their defense and yes okay um, you know, Belichick was scheming to stop Zeke most uh, more than anything else, but um, you know he he was still moving Judon around the the line. Um, I, I'll I'll stick with Zach Martin though. I think he's he's been the best offensive lineman we've had this season so far. Mm, um, I'm 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 going to jump on Steele just for the fact that Zach Martin always gets the. Gets a lot of accolades and, and rightly so. I mean, we I think we've all said on on this show that he's he's going to go in the Hall of Fame without a doubt. Um, but uh, I think more so still just for the fact that it, we we and not to happen what we, we spoke about before. But when 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 Tony Romo went down and Dak came in and it was that next man up and, and take your chance and that's what Dak did and, and that's what Terence Steele has done. Um, I've always said it's, it's probably not easy just filling in on the on this line, especially with it being such a dominant force and being rated 
over recent years is, is the best in, in the league. Um, Tyre thinks that adds that little bit of pressure. Um, but just to, just to come in and and I know I can't remember if it was it was it Greg was it Graham that mentioned it that obviously when Lyle Collins comes back he he will probably take Steele's place. Um, but I think I think the conversation is going to be a hard one. I think that, I I think it could be a split room. Um, I would I would think that Lyle Collins will probably get the, the spot back. Um, yeah. There'll be a lot, a lot in that room that will advocate say look Terence Steele's. He's played well. Why, why change? Why change it? Although Collins is a, a top class player, it's, why change it with that winning formula? Well, yeah, I mean, I can see, I can see that as well. Um, I think the fact that you know, if if you you say well done to Steele, you, you sit him. You know, obviously, we've seen there's issues with Zach Mar- uh, Sorry, Tyron Smith, who's. Obviously, if the ankle isn't 100% by next week, then you might see Steele moving across the left tackle. Um, you know, he, he will now be the swing tackle ahead of Ty and Zeki. Um, and that's maybe, it's maybe something, you know, we'll see him get on the field that way. Um, I, th- I think, you know, as, as long as... St- um, Lyle Collins hasn't, obviously, Lyle's been training the last couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, he's been able to do um, conditioning work within the, uh, within team practices. Um, he's obviously, he's not been allowed to play, but he has been doing the, the conditioning work with Britt Brown. Um, so he should be ready to hit the, hit the ground running. Um, it's obviously just, Getting that, getting back in sync with the offensive line, I think um, that's something. But I mean, just the fact that you know, e- even as as um, early as um, preseason this year, you know, g- games one, two, three, and four, we were sitting here going, "Oh God, what we're going to do for our swing tackle?" Mm. Um, you know, because we weren't impressed with Steel at that point in time. It took a lot of balls, I think, in some respects, to for. Um, the Cowboys to actually mm. stick with steel after the off season. Obviously we only saw the stuff that was happening in the games. And yes, when, when it's a mishmash of players, um, you know, all trying to audition for a position, it, you know, there isn't any cohesiveness, mm. but I mean, you know, as soon as, as soon as we got past Tampa Bay and it was, it was announced that Lyle Collins, was uh, suspended for five games, then still stepped in. And I mean, you, I, 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 we were all sort of going, oh my God, what we're going to do for the next five weeks, that's going to be the weak point. <laughs> but I think he's, he's, he's seriously, he's manned up. And this has been, you know, he, he should be on the team for the next couple of years at least. Um, yeah. And it's a viable option if, if like, when Lyle Collins is getting to the end of this contract. Um, you, you maybe don't ex him, you maybe look at Steel for the, you know, particularly if he carries on mm. on this curve um, and, you know, looks to improve the next couple of years as well. It, yeah. It's maybe time to move on from one of these guys. No, no, definitely. Um, we have got a comment in from DJ Dog, but I'm going to hold off on it just for now, just because that question does come up in a bit, so we'll whack out, but trust someone to to try and throw a, a spanner in the works. Gee, uh, <laughs> what does everybody think about this? Who, who's tuning in? What, let's... 
I, I, I'll, I'll let you remove it first, Lord, and see what you say because um, I feel like I bashed Williams a lot this season, so somebody else can have a go. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think one of the things, you know, this is a lot of people having a bit of short-term memory. I think when Collins was playing guard, a lot of people were questioning whether he would actually be better as a tackle, mm. um, you know, because the, there was some good plays where he was, you know, when he was um, coming out and, um, you know, sweep on sweeps and uh, power runs where he was, you know, he was pulling. Um, that was that was where you were seeing him doing a good job. You were seeing him hitting hitting the first man, breaking off that and taking out safeties or whatever. Um, when he was when he was playing as a pure pocket passing guard, um, I think a lot of people had issues with his technique there and suggested that he would be a better tackle. Um, again, I've 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 wondered whether Williams is probably better suited as a tackle as well. Um, you know, it's something I've voiced quite a lot that, uh, you know, why were we using Williams as a centre when he was probably, you know, should be a consideration for swing tackle. Mm. Um, it's it's difficult when you spent the whole of your college career playing ta- one position to then come in and try and change your body, uh, change your body, try um change your techniques and understanding of the offensive line. Um, but, I'd, you know, I think I think Williams in some respects has had a bad rap with all these holding calls. But, I, I mean, holding happens on every play. It's whether the refs call it or not. Um, and, you know, as I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, if you're, if you're losing the battle and... Um, you know, it's a choice between 10 yards or your quarterback lying on a stretcher getting carted off the field. You're you're more likely to take the holding penalty. Mm. Um, you, you can come back from first and 20. You can't come back from, you know, uh, Cooper Rush and then you're starting quarterback for the next six weeks or whatever. No, I, I agree. And I think... It kind of was a little bit touched a few weeks ago, wasn't it? The way there was rumours going around that the Cowboys had asked Zach Martin to play left left tackle, and he said that he, he didn't really want to shift over there. Um, and you touched on it there with with, um, with Williams, and I, I agree in terms of, of that. Um, and I know we we are on that our um, our second love in America football is, is the Texas Longhorns, but so we've we've seen him play a lot over over the last few years. Um, yeah. And he, he was one of the better offensive linemen in the in college football. And like I say, why move him into into a position that he's not really accustomed to? Yeah, he played there a little bit in college, but his, his predominant position was was a tackle. So why take that away from him? And and could could that be why we've not really seen the best of of Connor Williams since he's come into the league? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you got to imagine year one when he came out. You know, he had that build of being an offensive tackle. Guards are generally a bit stockier, a bit stronger. Um, you know, you know, and you saw that in between the two, in between the two off seasons, there was um, he practically obviously spent a lot of time in the gym reworking his body, um, became that sh- stocky guy. Um, but I mean, he just 
he doesn't seem to have the strength that Zach Martin has. Um, now, whether that's technique as well, or because you know uh, you you can have you can have all the strength in the world, but if you don't know how to use it on the field, um, who was it? Isaiah Stanback on one of the the uh, podcasts this week was talking about how. Um, you know, he used to be able to lift more than uh, one of his teammates when he was trying out as a tight end for the Jaguars mm. at the later end of his career. He used to be able to lift more in the in the gym than I think it was Mercedes Lewis. Um, but Mercedes Lewis could push these guys out of the way when they were on the field. And that's because he knew how to use his strength better than Isaiah Stanback mm. could. Um, it's It's... It's not just what strength you put on in the gym; it's knowing how to use yeah. it properly. Um, I think, and and at the moment, you know, people are saying that we should put McGovern in that guard, but you know, I'm quite enjoying seeing him as a as a fullback. So, oh yeah, can't you can't beat a guy like that. Oh, it just it brings back memories of the of the late eighties, early nineties, that kind of stuff. When the kind of I know it's obviously different to like when fridge like fridge, when the fridge did it. For the Bears, but yeah. it's like you love to see a big man make a big player like that. I think, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I sadly put put the put the comment up pretty quick and then took it back down. And I, yeah, I got a bit trigger happy, but looks like um, Paul must be tuning in from the pub because yeah, we've had a message to say that um, it's rather worse for wear. Will, will probably be the best way to say it. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. um, and Mike was going to try and join us, but he's just dropped a message to say that he's not going to make it on. So yes. Yeah, so, Sadly, for everybody, they have to put up with me and you for, <laughs> for however long yeah, we. Um, <laughs> but yeah, keep get the, get the comments in, guys and girls. Um, we want to know what your um, who your MVPs are so far. So if you just if you just catch up, we've got the MVP of the offense, and then you're in um, from the offensive line. But then let's move on to then. So most improved player on the offensive side of the ball. It's quite a few players that could um, that mm. match up for this. There's a few that's he's overachieved a fair word to use, um, and it's just that they've they've caught the eye because we've not really seen much of them over the last few years because of the abundance of talent we've got on this side of the ball. I well, I mean, I, again, who do, who do you pick? There's there's a lot of guys. Obviously, we've been talking about Steele there for the last five minutes. Um, you could say he's he's improved. For me, I think Dalton Schultz is the one. You know, obviously, this time last this time last year he was just on the on the beginning of, um, you know, Blake Jarwin had been out, and you know he was he was becoming the the, the first string tight end. Um, but I think he's he's taken a step up this year, and you know. A lot of the catches last year was he was made the catch and that was it. He was tackled where he caught it. This year he's he's you know he's become a big target and I think he's he's on pace. If you're talking at the moment, we've got Lamb and uh, Amari Cooper being up for a thousand yards. I think he's on a pace to be just there or thereabouts as well. So I mean potentially you've got um, what is it? You've potentially got Zeke and Pollard both being a thousand yard running backs. 2,000-yard receivers and a 1,000-yard tight end. So I think Schultz, Schultz, for me, I think has been the the one that's taken his to the next step as well. 
Um, yeah, and I think they, um, I know especially from me, and, and we'd had a few chatters in some of the build-up shows, that the tight end position, yeah, was was kind of ripped apart a little bit on it in terms of saying it wasn't probably good enough, but because of the wide receivers and the backs that we've got, um, that we could probably get away with having maybe a bit of a depleted uh, tight end uh, depth chart, but they've, they've both def- they've stepped up, like you're saying, if, one week if it's, it's Schultz and and then if he's got a bit of a quiet game and it's just, it, they're, they're taking it in turns out there and, it's, and that's what you like to see. It's, I don't think there's, although we've got some big names on this roster, it, it's it's finely balanced for me, I think. it's it's No one wants to hog the limelight. Everyone seems to be on the same page. Um, a few people have mentioned, and, and you mentioned there, I think for me, it's got to be Tony Pollard for me. Um, came in, yeah. Come in, Kate, when we drafted him, yeah, a little, little bit of a dynamic back, bit of a change of pace kind of guy. Um, but especially with kind of his rookie, you, you saw him a little bit, just a little bit too eager sometimes, not letting the play build, not let, let not letting the offensive line um get their job done before to try to get get the, the putting in the runs. But I think this year definitely um we've seen a massive improvement. He's, he seems a lot more patient um seems a lot more confident taking the ball up the middle. Doesn't always seem to bounce it out wide. Um and like I say <laughs> how often do you um do you get a a backup running back that's on pace for a thousand yard season. Um, yeah, we touched on it a couple of weeks ago. Reminds me this running back car now reminds me just a little bit. Um, the Marion Barber, um, Felix Jones kind of set up nice big power back and um, a bit of an elusive back as well. Um, fingers crossed we can, we can keep churning them them yards out. Um, like I say, not, not just he, he seems he's made some pretty some pretty decent catches as well. Um, he's good coming out of the backfield with it as a receiver um, as well. So I'd say he's, he's definitely improved his game all around. And this this scheme that Kellen Marjorie seems to, to fit in perfect. Yeah. There's a couple of good points there by DJ Dog. Obviously, Zeke's remodeled himself. He's come in leaner. Mm-hmm. Cooper's come in leaner. I think everybody actually, they, there, there must have been a, a change of philosophy on the... Mm-hmm on the team to become leader faster and more explosive. Um, you're, you're seeing it, Zeke's, obviously, I think last season, obviously, Zeke was close to a 1,000 yards. There, there was talk um, during most of the games, a lot of the commentators were saying that Zeke isn't a typical sort of Mike McCarthy offense hmm. running back that, you know, Yes, he's, he's always had somebody like Aaron Jones, who is a big guy, um, but probably even bigger than Zeke in some respects, but certainly had a, was able to do more um, coming out of the backfield and catching passes. Zeke this year, I mean, obviously we saw the off-season videos of him running in and out of garbage cans, um, you know, and that's obviously shown that he's, he's slimmed down, he's, he's Put on this. Um, he's put on the speed. He's made. He's agile, I think. And obviously, as a result of that, he hasn't mm. lost any. He hasn't lost anything with his blocking technique, so that he can do absolutely everything. And I think just the fact that this team are being completely 
selfless in what they're doing. Um, you know, Zeke is, Zeke says, if we win the game, I'll block fifty times. I'll block every mm. single play. Um, you know, if it if it means that everybody else is um, scoring, you know, he'll do whatever it takes. You know, we're we're finding with all these guys, nobody is say, nobody is coming to the the huddle and saying, "God, I'm open." You know, give me the goddamn ball. Um, you know, which. Could you imagine that happening when it was Witten and Dez in in the roster? Um, mm. I'm I'm sure they were coming to the line all the time and um, arguing that they wanted the ball. Um, yeah, this, yeah. This no. this whole team, the you know everything seems to change this year, and they realise that you know they've got it. They've got to make the most of it. Um, that you know everything is fleeting in the NFL, and it literally is. To, to heart back to the the old speech from any given Sunday, it is a game of inches that you know you one step one step too slow and you know mm. you you miss out on something. So yeah, DJ Dog puts it perfect there. Yep, and that's they're saying it's, that's what it seems to be like across the whole roster. And they're saying I think that's why Haddock is so good because you kind of get to see a little bit more than you usually do. Um, and yeah, there's just there's just a, a buzz about it when. Um... <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's just. I know. Usually tonight, isn't it? The Cowboys yeah. in the division. I think. I. I think they've already won it. I I can't see nobody else, with challenging us for the division this year. It, it's ours to lose. It, it, the only ones that's going to shoot ourselves in the foot is us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we went off on that and cheers for that, G. Um, favorite playmaker of the season so far. Like I say, everybody tuning in, drop us your line, get involved with us. This this shows as much as, as yours as it is everybody else's. So yeah, we want away from you as well. So drop us drop us a line. Who's your favorite playmaker so far on the offensive side of the ball? Um I think huh. I, again, how do you how do you pick? I mean, you could obviously C mm. uh, D Lamb has been big focus in the offense. He's obviously he's came came on there with two touchdowns last week. Um, uh, Amari Cooper's playing with God knows how many niggles and uh, body complaints, and yet he's you know he's making plays when he needs to make it scoring. I think for me though, um, Cedric Wilson. I mean, when he has th- things like the the fo- the fourth down touchdown in um, the Philadelphia game, you know, where it was precision pass uh, right at the you know Dax Dax rolling out, um, you know, considering is trying to scramble for the ball um, last last second, he sees Wilson right at the corner of the end zone. Wilson keeps his keeps his feet in bounds. Um, you know, Wilson's done a couple of that on the sideline as well this year. And there was a couple of catches on, I think it was, what was it, fourth and four. There was a, you know, a, a game-saving catch as well, or a drive-saving catch that he made as well. That um, he, he seems to he seems to have um, really, again, really come on in the last couple of years. And, okay, again, as everybody's been saying, it's a, it's a contract here for him. Um, will he continue to be like that next year as well if if we re-sign him? Um, but I think I think Wilson for me is 
probably been the, the biggest playmaker at, at times when, you know, um, Gallup or, uh, sorry, not Gallup, Lamb or uh, Cooper or maybe the the ones that the defence would be expecting us to go to and Wilson steps up and, you know, rewards mm. our faith in him. Yeah. Um, I say, I think anybody you pick, you couldn't argue, you couldn't really argue against, could you like say, just for the fact that this team seems a lot well balanced on the on the offence this year. I, I, I touched on Tony, we all touched on Tony Pollard a little bit ago. Zeke's in, improving week by week. Dak, <laughs> every season you just see that natural progression is 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 looking phenomenal this year. I um I, I was thinking earlier on on my, on my dinner break earlier on thinking, do you know what actually could he actually be the MVP of the of the league this year? He's he's playing at such a high level. Um but yeah I think yeah C D Lamb there's just there's just so much special about this kid and and to think that he's in in what was it year two um I still don't think we've seen the best of him. Um still still a young guy. He just sucks up the the, the, the university they played at because we obviously have just such a disrespect yeah. <laughs> or a hatred for him. But when you take it out of God, yeah, it's this I still can't believe that teams passed upon him. I I still think he was the he was the best wide receiver in the draft. When when we drafted him, last year, I think he was there was there was nobody anywhere near him. He, he dominated for Oklahoma. He, he's he's stepped in and he's saying sometimes even last year, sometimes you see wide receivers come into the league and and are kind of protected a little bit. I mean, in terms of you don't want to just throw him in there. And I think we saw it a little bit with Des, didn't we? When Des first came into the league, he wasn't thrown in there. We all knew he was obviously drafted to be wide receiver one. Um, but you saw him a lot on special teams, um, move around a little bit, and and I think obviously there's just there's that much confidence. It could just be the way that the game's going now. Is like you spend such a high high draft pick on on someone, you've got to throw him in, and he's he's taking it, he's taking it in his stride. And like I said, I think there's a lot more to come. He keeps going as he is. You you, you can have a strong case to say that he's the is currently the best. Wide receiver in, in in the league. Give it another. Give it another. 18, 24 months. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, the, the you know, as long as he's getting tutored from Amari Cooper on how to run routes, which you saw again, you saw it in um, the hard knocks. Um, mm. You know, one one of the things about Cooper, and again, this goes to. The, the unselfishness of everybody on this team. Cooper is quite happy to go and talk. And you saw it with a lot of positions this year where Tank was going to talk to Kamara and things like that. They're they're willing to coach up these young guys who are ultimately coming to try and take their job. Um, you know, and garner the cash that these guys are taking home. And, you know, they're, they're actually... They're communicating. They're trying to build them up. They're mm. they're trying to get this team to go as far as it can by getting these guys, uh, not worrying about their their long term future, but um, you know, build build the team, get it going. Mm. And th- this one here, uh, I, I think it's rugs, isn't it? Though um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken either of them. I was I was jumping yeah. for joy when Lamb uh, dropped in our laps. 
Uh, obviously, we weren't expecting us to actually pick him, but um, you know, when when a guy like that actually drops into your lap, you've got to you've got to take him. Um, and you know that that faith that we've put in him has has ultimately been rewarded and should reward us for the next couple of years as well. No, yeah, definitely. And it, like I said, DJ Dog puts it perfectly there, and I think it, it was touching on someone. It was it was it the was it the draft press conference after the when after the drafted CD Lamb um, that the Cowboys front office actually said as well that CD Lamb was was it top three, top five? I can't remember that they had him as at least in the top five on their draft board going into yeah. going into day one. So I think where did he fall? Was it was it about about seventeen? I, I can remember off the top of my head. Seventeen, we picked him up, at, and I think they had them as as they're certainly within the top five of their mm. picks. I think they even said that, that you know, obviously they, they didn't think they'd be in the well, they didn't need to be in the position for yeah. the quarterbacks that were coming out that year. But um, you know, out, out outside of the quarterbacks that were um, going fast and furious. Um, you know, Lamb, Lamb was probably their top offensive pick that they had the, the highest grade on. Mm, and I know some of them things in it, like you say, I think we all wanted defence. And that's no disrespect to, to CD Lamb. It was just that the defence needed some some work on it and there were some top players there. But if anybody tuned in last week when we had Brad Sham on, he hit the nail on there perfectly, didn't he? You go yeah. for the you go for the best unless like you say unless you've you need a quarterback. That's right. If if you've already got your franchise quarterback, I believe to have your franchise quarterback, and you've got a top three four pick, and there's a, there's the best quarterback in the draft there. You you don't you don't take him, do you? You set a quarterback, but yeah, like you say, it's, it's well, one of those things on the on the defensive side of the ball where you say you can never have too many pass rushers. Well, I suppose you can never really have too many playmakers on your team to make your team better. Uh, and I mean, as, as Stephen Jones has said on uh, 5-3, the fan, I mean, they actually got two guys that they were considering for first round picks because obviously they got Diggs in the second round, which, you know, they'd actually considered taking him at 17 as mm-hmm. well. So, I mean, that that draft last year was just, um, you know, <laughs> They were they were probably wondering who who the hell they'd they'd um, you know <laughs> uh, who who'd given them the the genie in the bottle to 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 get three wishes and get all the picks that they wanted. So yeah. and you know if you look at all these picks from the last two years that are still on this roster, um, it just goes to show how we're we're obviously we've got faith in the guys that we've got coming on, and these guys are actually performing this year. I mean. Mm. Obviously, we're talking about defense next week, but the guys like Goldston and Odigizuwa, um, you know, and okay, we should see Kelvin Joseph back in the next couple of weeks. Um, you might see a little bit of uh, Nashawn Wright later on in the season as well. So, uh, but we can actually break, we're not asking these guys to, to step up immediately and become. Uh, big contributors but everybody the guys that we weren't expecting expected to be rotational players to begin with they've come into this league um taking possessions and you know they're earning playing time on their own rights Mm. and you know they're rewarding the team for it as well so no definitely um 
think G's brought up a, a good one. I think, yeah, so it probably slides us in nicely. So if we, we'll, we'll tackle this one that G's putting in and then we'll we'll pay the bills and yep. we'll get into the to the last bit of the section. But I've just, I've just had a look at the at the division. I don't know about who, who you're thinking. I, th- I think um, realistically for me, Washington is probably that's who I had. the one. Uh, obviously, that defense with Chase Young and the, the amount of draft capital that they've put into that defensive line. I mean, that team should be playing a lot better. Obviously, they've been they've been hindered from the fact that Fitzmagic lasted for twenty minutes mm-hmm. um, in week one before going down for a bit. He's, I think, he's due to come back if he's not already back on the roster. He should be being activated shortly from IR. Um, if he can get back and perhaps lead the team. I think Heineke's actually been a, a bit of a diamond in the rough for him. Obviously, he's not had the the supporting cast on the offence, I think, to to really uh, thrive. And But, I mean, that, that defence last week, if you if you look at the um, Pat Mahomes last week, I mean, what was it? He had three interceptions or something like that, or three three turnovers mm. to begin with and it, it actually looked like Washington were going to maybe produce an upset last week um, before Mahomes actually settled himself after half time and blew them away in the second half so um, you know Washington are certainly dangerous I think mm. I, I, I love that comment there by DJ Dog yeah some, throw some shade on the rest of the East I love it um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that instantaneously, I, I picked. I picked. I thought the um, Washington football team. I almost went back on the old on the old school name there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, that defense has been built up brilliant. Chase Young is just he was he was beast coming out of college on him. It's a shame that he ended up on that team. Um, but like I said, could you say obviously a little bit of tinkering offense, but to get the right quarterback in, and they're going to really. The good yep. question. I know there's rumours going going along at the minute, and the yeah, three-way three-way trade with um, Houston and Miami, so that yeah, Miami get Miami get Deshaun Watson. Uh, Tua goes to Washington, and I don't know. I think it must be about ends up being about three draft picks, uh, three first rounders that Houston's wanting. I think. Yeah, and I just I just don't think for me anyway. Well, in terms of when you when you look at it, with your, your head screwed on, heart saying yeah, taking because I don't think. I mean, you you want him to be to be as weak as possible, but Ed thinking that he's not. I don't think he's a right fit for Washington. I just I just don't think that he's the guy that would take them on. So, as a Cowboys fan, that I'd be like, yeah, do it, get it done. As a as a football yeah. fan, I just, I just don't think it's the right move. Graham, I'm three. Uh, Jamie, I'm just going to pop away for two seconds. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, so while Lawn pops away, then we'll give a quick shout as we do to um, to paying the bills. So, if now things are starting to get a little bit back to normal and we can start going to games and stuff, if you're planning on heading out to the states to watch a Cowboys game, be sure to check in with our friends. Um, Cowboys experience for the ultimate Cowboys experience from game day packages, tailgating, meet and greets. Um, from on that, you can meet former players, from 
the original 88, um, Drew Pearson, up to current players. There's, there's Micah Parsons on there. You can also meet uh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders who don't want to meet anybody, any of those. Um, and also get to interact with, with fellow Cowboys fans. Um, be sure when you book with them to use the discount code of UK Cowboys. And if you do, um, I'm hoping G's going to put in a, a comment here and say I bet, um, why you should do. But if if you do use the UK Cowboys fans discount code, and you'll get some free stuff. So yeah, um, we we always harp on about these guys week in week out. It's a great experience. Um, so yeah, be sure to use them. So I think what we're going to do is when we get along back as he's as he's in, he's dropped in perfectly just as we finished the shout out there. <laughs> Um, we're gonna we'll do is yeah we'll, we'll touch on these three points and then we'll we'll crack on with with what bye week is like for for, for us all. Um, but the first one, we'll do it this way. Um, so Mike McCarthy, right man for the job. I think so. I think you're obviously a lot of people are questioning. Um, you know the odd call that he makes. Um. Why, why did we call a timeout? Obviously, in the most recent game, why did we call out a timeout with 24 seconds left? Um, it, you know, for the, before that game-winning kick. Um, you know, that a lot of people are saying, but, you know, we won the game. Why the hell are people questioning mm. these sort of things? We're 5-1. and one. Every, every mistake or uh, questionable call that have been made so far have been in games where... We've won. Um, I, th you know, obviously we've got two two very bright um, coordinators in Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. Uh, Dan, uh, I think Mark, Mike McCarthy has probably been great in that he hasn't tried to tinker with the arms too much. He, you know, he he actually said in a interview with one of the networks at, at June training camp that mm. you know it doesn't matter what his um relationship is with Dak Prescott the main relationship that Dak Prescott should have is with Kellen Moore mm. um and I think that's that is true obviously you need to have a good relationship with your offensive coordinator and your quarterback and you know obviously they've had that from where Kellen Moore was his was on the team with him as well. He was a teammate, and now he's obviously risen up uh, to be QB coach and then to be the um, the offensive coordinator. Um, McCarthy, I think, you know, I, I, again, we've seen it with the hard knocks, things like this mojo moment. Yes, okay, mm. it's 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 something that a lot of people are taking the Mickey out of, but you know, it is it, the the players are buying into it, and it's. It's the same with, you know, obviously when Garrett was the coach, a lot of people, every, every player was sort of saying, oh, yeah, we're just trying to build on practice each day, stack one good practice on top of another. This is another thing that um, the, team are, the team are showing this year that, you know, you've got to be ready to step up when the game's on the line. You've got to be ready to step up. And I think all of these guys, you know, again, it, it goes to show with the, the unselfishness as well. These guys are saying, "I'm ready. I'm ready to step up if I need to," um, but you know, I'm not. I'm not arguing that I need the ball. Um, and 
I think that's some. I think what Mike McCarthy brings is that he, you know, he can be a leveler for everybody, so that nobody is um, getting too big-headed um, about how they're playing. Yeah. Um, obviously, you could question whether people uh, people in the defense are maybe taking this. Um, obviously, McCarthy on Monday night said that you know he told everybody to to be careful this week, you know, look after each other, don't do anything that will get you in hot mm-hmm. hot water. And obviously we then see the news about DeMonte KZ, um, uh, which, you know, uh, as it's been talked about, all these all these guys, because they're in the NFL, they've got numbers that they can phone, they can get free Ubers, they don't even have to pay mm-hmm. for the Ubers, the NFL pays for it. And you know, if if you there's there's guys that you can you can uh, phone and they can even bring a friend and they'll that friend will drive your your hundred thousand pound car back to wherever it is you're going as well. If you've gone out and you've suddenly had a drink and thought, well, I shouldn't be back, but where I've stored the car's not safe. You know, mm. there are ways around it that these guys have that obviously you and I don't have. Um, you know they do, they don't have we don't we don't have that sort of resource, um, but you know it, it how so, something like that can happen with the Cowboys. I mean, why somebody's not bringing up uh, the story of Josh Brent and uh, Jerry Brown? Obviously, you know that was a really bad story mm. um, from from the Garrett years, where obviously during the bye week they went out drinking. One of them, uh, Josh Brent, drove, totaled the car, killed mm-hmm. Jerry Brown, you know, and that's something he's been living with ever since, um, you know. But I, th- I think McCarthy, uh, yes, I think McCarthy's earning is, you know, I think he is a good uh, coach. Um, and yes, a lot of people are saying, you know, we may have to get rid of McCarthy at the end of the year if we want to keep Kellen Moore on. But um, I, th- I think, you know, y- y- the, the way this offense is, as long as we don't lose too many weapons at the end of the year, mm. uh, Nuss- Nussmeyer could probably take on Kellen Moore's job. Um, and yes, OK, McCarthy may need to get involved a little bit more then, but Nuss- Nussmeyer's a, a capable offensive coordinator mm. as well. Yeah, um, just a big shout out to um, to Brando as well for, for putting the comment. I, I totally agree there. No disrespect to Jason Garrett, yeah. but it it got stale at the end. You could tell, um, and I was a uh, an advocate of that. Was had, had we wasted this talented roster and and not kind of kicked the bucket a lot sooner? Um, but I think definitely Mike McCarthy was was the the right choice for, for this team I think it needed someone that had been there before um, yeah there was all the, the talk of the fallout of um, between him and Aaron Rodgers and but that's what happens when you've got a quarterback that's that's up there in definitely inside the top 10 if not top 5 of all time um, they're, they're push just them, think I mean people, push, people push were away. asking yeah, I mean, people were people were demanding that we we at least interview Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley, whatever. Look at mm. look at how Urban Meyer has been this year. I mean, 
God, you know, he's got fascination with tight ends, obviously, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like how you play obviously, that. Obviously, <laughs> he, he brings Tebow in and then he obviously goes out to bars looking for tight ends as well. Um, <laughs> I'm throwing the shade out tonight on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think um, it's it's going to make us it's going to make us sideways um, move into into the kind of the the next one we're going to do. But I think yeah that especially when we're not in a rebuild as well. So why? And this is no disrespect to kind of like an Urban Meyer kind of of. Hire because if you if you're gonna hire someone like him, then then why not do it like like the Jags have done at the start of a rebuild? Don't bring in someone that's got no even NFL experience or so whatever kind of thing um, into a team that's that's prime. Like say a couple of additions there and there, and this team is prime for a, a long um, run at the big dance at the end of the year. Um, and I think it's it's gonna it's gonna end up. At, or oh, fingers crossed. Ultimately, I always saw it as um, he was kind of the the, the not so much, probably the bridge is probably the wrong word to use because I, I don't think he's a bridge in terms of we're settling for him. He's the right guy to to guide us forward to then eventually pass us on to Kellen Moore, which then shuts us into to the, the final part of this segment. Anyway, uh, Kellen Moore, what do you, what what do you all think of him as a as a play caller? I. <laughs> I mean, I, I've always thought that, you know, Kellen Moore's been good. Um, obviously, the last couple of years, we've had offences, even with the down year last year, we had a an offence that was at, the, at least in the top half of the NFL. Um, prior to that, we, we did have the number one offence at one point. Um, mm. I think, the, obviously, the complaint has always been a bit, and we've always discussed it, has been what he does in the red zone. And I think we're seeing progress this year with the red zone. Um, obviously, we've had a few issues the last couple of weeks where we can't punch it in from the one um, on quarterback sneaks. But mm-hmm. then that's the, re- that's the referees um, as, as much as anything as well. Um, obviously, I think... Um, I think Belichick last week had um, get given a little bit extra bonus to the referees last week as well. You know, the, the old moniker that uh, the Patriots stands for pay all the referees in order to succeed, I think, is uh, is fairly apt. Um, but I think I think Kellen Moore is, is you know, he's 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 got the he's got the capability here where he, you know, what they were saying is obviously it's um, the the offense that he's developed is basically a pick your own poison. It's not a case of take Zeke out and that's us. We're we're headless. You know you you've you've got po- the one thing is obviously they scripted to to stop Zeke, but you actually saw that Pollard was running the ball effectively last week. Mm. Um, you know we we still got a hundred combined. We still got a hundred yards rushing last week. Um, we got 445 yards passing off Dak. Um, you know, it's most yards that um, a Belichick defense has, um, s- since he's been at uh, New England, it's the most yards that a Belichick defense has actually given up as yeah. well. Um, you know, so that just goes to show what Kellen Moore is able to put together. Obviously, he's got the players on the field that he can, um, you know, he can justify a, or he he can 
prove that you know he's he's putting these guys in the right position. He's calling the right plays. Could he do that with I don't know with Jacksonville with Jacksonville? Mm. But you can only do with what you've got. And I think Kellen Moore's doing a great job. Yeah, and I like I like the comment there from DJ Dog. Um, it's it's like in a in a lot of sports, in it, and um, I, I always like. Everyone knows that I am um, a massive Leeds fan when it comes to footy this side of the this side of the world, um, and we've always been renowned to have a, a really good academy. And I always think that if if the if they're old if they're good enough, they're old enough. Um, young players always are eager to get, see the field in, ever, in any sport. So why not give them a give them a shot? And I, I think we're, we're reaping the benefits of that definitely this year. Look at how many young players we've seen a lot of the field and playing to a high level. Um, I think the only worry I have with, with Kellen Moore, and it's nothing to do with kind of the, the play calling stuff. I love, think he's a great play caller. He's definitely going to be a head coach at some point. Um, but it's getting to that season now, isn't it, where... Teams are starting to get a bit trigger happy, and the firing code. Oh, we've obviously had um, the the situation up in up in Vegas, and the, the Raiders have have got rid of of Gruden. Um, but it's getting to the point now where teams are going to get trigger happy and be like, you know what? Let's um, let's pull the trigger and, and let's look into a new direction. And we, we're seeing it a little bit in college at the minute. Um, I still, I think that the Cowboys are hoping that. That Mark Kellamar will be the um, the head coach going forward at some point. Um, a little bit of a worry is that the LSU jobs just come up. I know he already, I know he turned down Boise, which is it was his his college team, obviously yeah. uh, growing up. Um, so Jerry and Stephen in the front office clearly would, would be able to were able to to talk him out of that. But LSU is a powerhouse out there. I know they're struggling at the minute in college football, but. Could LSU tempt him? And would 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 you would you then pull the trigger on McCarthy to to keep more, or would you risk risk losing Kellamore and saying, well, let, let him take an interview at say LSU and and hoping that he's he's got the the desire to to want to step into that Cowboys head coaching position once Mike McCarthy steps down. I uh, if it, if anybody's going to talk Kellen Moore and staying it will be Jerry. I mean, look at um, how McCoy's still with us and the, the number of times he's been up for a GM job mm. and, you know, all, all the time it's like he, he's being considered, no, wait a minute, he's staying with Dallas, he's still, you know, he, he could be a G, he could have been the GM of Houston a couple of years ago. Um, hopefully, maybe would have guided Houston out of the, the mess that he's in, mm. they're in at the moment. Um, but you know, he he stayed with us because either Jerry created a new title for him, which had another vice president listed within it, or um, and obviously had a nice wee pay rise as well. Um, mm. But um, you know, if if Jerry's going to be able to, but then you've you've got to say that uh, LSU probably have the just as many. Um, financial backers as well that uh, they'd be able to offer so a, a similar package so yeah. money wise money wise Kellen Moore could probably go to LSU just as easily and make the same sort of money if yeah. not more than he's getting paid at the moment in the NFL um 
I, I, I really don't. I, I want to th- think about the next few weeks, enjoy the ride, yeah. take this as far as we can, and then worry about it at the end of the season. And I'm sure Jerry's yeah. saying the same at the moment. He he is he is earning as much as McCarthy is at the moment, if yeah. I remember rightly. After being down the Boise State job, that um, yeah. he ended he ended up uh, get, getting the money out of Jerry. So. Yeah, just just to touch on on the comment there from Graham. Um, yeah, just to be fair, I was playing more devil devil's advocate there just to see kind of what everybody's thought process was there. Def, I, I think Mike McCarthy definitely deserves a heck of a lot of credit. Um, he's been a, he's been a breath of fresh air for this team. Let's like say it was more um, just to play devil's advocate. You know what I like to do, G? I like to just start to stir the pot up a little bit. Um, shout out to Tammy. Jumping in there, he's got a red flag for this year. Good to see him, throwing him in there. Um, DJ Dog, yeah, spot on. <laughs> we haven't got a salary cap on that, on the, on the head coaches. And yeah, and, and even to, to Benny and, and to everybody else who's tuning in. Um, so before we give a, a shout out to, to the other content, let's finish off this segment. Um, so everybody jumping, everyone's seen how this team's playing so far this year. Everyone will have opinion, but. What's been your signature game this year, everybody? What's you feel that could be your favourite game, or which one do you think's been important so far to our season? I I think it's a toss up between the first game that we played this season and the last game that we've played so mm. far this season. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying that we were going to go into Tampa Bay. Um, and we were going to be 10, 15 point underdogs. Um, you know, we were going to get blown out by Tom Brady and the, the returning Super Bowl champions with the, the full 22 starters. Um, and, you know, if you think about it, if Greg Zerline had maybe had another couple of weeks in training camp, um, mm. you know, sharpened his skills a little bit better, we would have made the extra point. We would have maybe made one of the two kicks that he uh, field goal misses that he, he had um, and potentially we could have come out of that game with a win equally how many times in the past few years have we been in a game like the Patriots where you know the refs have been against us uh, mm. with bad with bad calls like the uh, again not wanting to harp on about it but that quarterback sneak on third down that should have been a touchdown um, how many times would the team just have crumbled in the second half on the back of that. Mm. Um, you know, the fact that we came down stri- straight after um, Bourne had scored the 75-yard TD, that could have been a backbreaker for a team. But no, Dak marches them down. Um, obviously, we, even going into the um, going into overtime as well, the fact that we lost the coin toss in the overtime, you know, there was no hesitation. Get the ball back, and uh, Dak then obviously moves the ball. <laughs> Eagles game. Eagles game was fun as well, Graham. Yeah, definitely. But um, for me, for me, I think it's those two have been the sort of pivotal points of this season. Yeah, um, I think for me, definitely the, the Patriots game. Um, I threw a comment in to the guys. Um, on the on the show on Tuesday that um the Patriots game was I think I think that was a game that this team needed in terms of to show the rest of the league what what they're made of. I think 
if that would have been a Cowboys team from a couple of years ago, after that 75-yard touchdown, just after we scored to go, go, go in front, I think we would have crumbled and it would have been one of those where it, it kind of it would have derailed our season a little bit. Um, but the way that they kind of plugged in, dug deeper and, and kept going, like you say, lost. Even though they lost um, the coin toss to start over time, and and managed to to hold uh, the Patriots and get get them to a stop. Just just showed that this team's got probably got the got the hunger a little bit more than they have done over the last few years. Or there's or there's definitely a lot more belief in there that that, that they can yeah. get get to the Super Bowl. And I, I'm fully confident. I'm on I'm on Richie's train of um, yeah Super Bowl baby. I mean that's what we needed. This team's this team's legit um, this year. It's going to take a lot to stop us. Um, we've got, we've still got some of our top players. Like I say, we've got, we've got Michael Gallup due back, and, and we touched on it earlier on. It could be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, any other team in the NFL, and he's wide receiver three on us. So it just shows the abundance of talent we've got that side. We've got our best pass rusher to come back. We've got one of our top interior linemen to come back. Um, we've got. A rookie that's due back, um, a highly targeted rookie, after a second round pick is due any time to come back and see the field. So this the sky's limit for this team. I, I can't see us being flashy in the trade deadline. Um, I think we'll add some pieces that will just will keep us ticking over nicely. Um, so yeah, that 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 one for me is the Patriots. Let's have a look. Yeah, DJ Dog. I, Enjoying the ride, as I say, we got to enjoy the ride, aren't we? I think um, we've, you know what I mean, we've we've enjoyed sometimes as Cowboys fans, aren't we? People could say we haven't been relevant since the nineties, and so nobody can say that we're, a lot of us are. Well, I can't say anybody is a is a. Um, what's the word? Um, kind of a plastic fan kind of thing. Do I mean just jump bandwagon. on the bandwagon? I say bandwagon. I knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, we um, yeah we've we've enjoyed the good times and so aside the bad times. So now we're hopefully gonna and in, in celebrate and and enjoy some really good times. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I think say so. What I I did the thing um, Lon, as soon as you um, you, you jumped off. So I don't know if you want to give the shout out to our content creators and then we'll get into the last yeah. bit of show and wind it up. Yeah, go on. And I mean, obviously, DJ Dog there is a, mentioned the other content creators. I mean, anytime I'm listening to any podcast, DJ Dog seems to come up with a comment in there um, that gets reported. So, um, you know, guys, check out all of these. Obviously, all the ones within Dallas Cowboys, the, the Cowboys Break, Talking Cowboys, Hanging with the Boys, Players Lounge, um, KT's Funhouse, 105.3 The Fan, Blogging the Boys. You know, uh, Star Gang. Um, all of these guys are great contact uh, content, and you know, just adds to the opinions that you you maybe don't normally hear, um, and hopefully helps uh, develop your opinions as well. No, definitely. So give give everybody a follow. And let's say, give us a give us a shout if you've if you've got your pod you've got your podcasts as well, and we'll um, we'll give them a listen and we'll give them a shout out. So. Yeah, keeps us just nicely to wrap this up. Um, everybody jump in on this one because this is this is going to involve everybody again. Um, bye week sucks in terms of football. Um, 
especially with the, the run we're on at the minute. But like I say we had a couple of niggling issues, so it's probably come at the right time for us. But what does bye week look like for for you a lot? Is it sit down and you'll watch some of the games, red zone, or is it let's have some time off away from NFL and let's enjoy some somewhere else? So what life for you long? I think for me, I'll, I'll certainly I'll watch the red zone. Um, it's you know. <laughs> I see a lot of people who watch Red Zone all the time religiously, but I mean, if the Cowboys are playing, I will watch the Cowboys game yeah. as my main focus. Um, getting a chance to see Red Zone, and yes, you get to see some of the standout performances, um, you know, and it it gives you a chance to look at not just one future opponent, but um, mm-hmm. you'll get to see get to see good plays from the remainder of our um, schedule. Um, so that's something I'll maybe, I'll start looking as well shortly on, um, the, obviously it's Minnesota that we've got next. I'll, I'll be looking at them um, next week as well. So um, it gives me a little bit of time to have a look at that. Maybe even look at it on Sunday night as well. So, um, and catch up on some of the other college games as well. And obviously, I've I'm also a Stampeders fan, so I've got uh, yeah. the Canadian ball to look out uh, look out for as well. So, so uh, I think, I'll certainly be watching a lot of it. So, <laughs> do you know what I think? Yeah, you, I think we're double whammed out with this week, especially like I say we're, we're Texas Longhorns fans in college, and they're on bye week as well this week. Um, so yeah, but I think yeah, for, for me. I, I think it varies week to week, but just like I say, obviously Cowboys is, is Cowboys. I'm going to watch them regardless. Um, but in terms of, I think it depends. So this week, a little bit different for me. Um, I, I love I love my sports. Um, that's rubbed off on my daughter. <laughs> so now it's kind of like it's, yeah, and Leeds has um, Leeds has finally got itself a, a professional ice hockey team. They play down. On the same car park as where the Leeds United Stadium is, um, their season's just started. So this week for us is Sunday is going to be um, heading down there. They're playing Swindon this week, so we're going to going to go catch their game. And it's also um, it's the, it's the F one and it's over in the states this week. Um, it's kind of the same time, so it'll be straight back from from the game, um, staying off social media. At, um, well, I say so social media. It'll be obviously chatting to you guys while I'm out and about, but yeah, keeping kind of off Sky Sports website and Twitter stuff will be, be shut down. So I don't inadvertently see the, the Grand Prix result and come back and watch the Grand Prix and then catch catch the last bit of um, Red Zone. Um, but yeah, so let's have a, what else is, ah, oh, do not DJ Dog. I'm, I'm glad someone mentioned it. The Mavericks start tonight. Luca Magic is back. Nice little game to start off the, the season against Trey Young and the and the um, I would say the Falcons, but it's not. It's the wrong sport. <laughs> it's the, it's the <laughs> Hawks, isn't it? Um, yep. But yeah, so come on, we've got a couple more minutes before we 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 go hit the hair, so to speak. So let let us know what's what you um what's your why we're gonna gonna be looking at. So what you um oh you gonna have your eye on then on this week for the. For the games that are on on there, oh, we've got could, how we could, could have got the dog in a little bit earlier. I mean, Paul has yeah, him all the time. Yeah, <laughs> um, in our Italian cowboys family. Yeah, 
I'm gonna. I, I, I'm trying to think who I'm who I'm interested to see. Obviously, there are some interesting games this week. Um, I want to see how the Browns cope tonight. Obviously, uh, Baker Mayfield's out. Um, you know, I want to see uh, the. I know it's Cincinnati. I want to see how Burroughs does against uh, Baltimore. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of potential good games. The the Kansas City and Tennessee game, I think, is going to be a good one as well. Um, you know, especially the fight that uh, Tennessee gave towards the end of the Monday night game there as well. I mean, uh, that helped round out a triple triple for me this week in my um, in my bets. So, uh, helped me finish it on the positive this week. So. Aye, so I think we've yeah we've touched on it. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Sad, like we said, sadly it's bye week for the Cowboys, but I think as as fans of the Cowboys, it's come as a good time for us so we can all recharge our batteries and fam- as families can see us before <laughs> the Cowboys kick back on. Um, be sure to tune in on Tuesday when when the guys touch on the defensive side of the ball for all the, the stuff that we've been chatting about tonight. Um, and f- thank you for tuning in, keeping interactive with us. Stay safe, have a good week, and I'm going to let you f- you finish us off, Lauren. Yeah, okay. Have a have a good week, guys. Um, enjoy the bye week. Enjoy having the pressure of not having to worry about what the Cowboys are doing this week. Um, enjoy whatever it is you're doing, um, and look after yourselves. And I'll see you next week. Peace out, everybody. Stay safe.